I'm just now getting the phone, bro. Oh, man, it's all good. I know I told you a certain time, but I ain't even, I ain't even get it then. Oh, it's all good, man. It's all good. What's going on with it? Man, I'm cool, man. You know, another day down. Oh, okay, okay. So, you know, I'm going to have you on the podcast, you know what I'm saying? You ready for these questions? All right, for sure. All right. You know it. All right. I ain't never been afraid of an interview. Okay, that's let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, what's up? This your boy, Monty G, on the Fan Mission Podcast. And today we got a special guest. Man, the caller, go ahead and tell him your name and we'll tell him where you're from. Man, it's Money Making Miss, man. I'm representing the 309 POA, Illinois. You know what it is. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, we got a podcast, man, and we trying to uplift the young youth and shit. You know what I'm saying? And and you're in a fucked up situation, man, you know, right now. And, you know, I'm I'm, I'm praying that everything work out in your favor, bro. So, you know, um, anything you want to say to the to the young youth? Yeah, man. Oh, the best advice I can give the kids nowadays, man, is just to think. Think before you react, man. Try to learn from other people's mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I tell my son all the time, man, just to think before you do something that can land him in the penitentiary for the rest of his life. Because uh-huh. it, it can all happen in the blink of an eye. You know what I'm saying? But if you think and use the, the common sense that, you, that we all have, then... You could avoid it pretty much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or at least you will have a at least you will have a better outlook on on your actions that you're about to that you're about to take. Mm-hmm. So it's always about using your mind, man. You just got to use your mind a little bit more and and, and and just think before you do whatever it is you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'll be asking this question, right, man? You know, um, because I know we ain't got that much time, so. If you can talk to your sixteen-year-old self, what would you say? What would you tell him? What would I tell my sixteen-year-old self? Yeah, at the age you're at right now. Man, it's so much I tell that dude. <laughs> uh, you know, we always say, man, if I could, if I knew now, if I know now, if I'd have known then what I know now, it'd be a totally different outcome. Uh-huh. So I, I try to just I prepare for I prepare for the worst and just tell him to do the best that he can. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I want when I was 16, I experienced a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have experienced. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? So I was trying to steer my 16 year old self in another direction. Go to college. You know what I'm saying? Make something of yourself. Become a become something. Become something uh-huh. instead of becoming. A statistic. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I would have told my 16 year old self. Mm. Go to college, stack your bread, make some millions doing something that you like doing. Mm. Stay the fuck away from the streets. You know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, um, the streets, the streets. So, yeah. That's what I feel. It, I feel hard into the streets, bro. So, at, at 16. Yeah, I would have had to break it down to myself and let myself know that the streets ain't what I thought it was. Yeah, man. So, man, it, man, for the people that don't know, man, let them know where you from, man. And where you, I mean, where you at right now? Where I'm at right now? Yeah. 
this is I'm in I'm in the the belly of the beast. They call uh they they call it the pit where I'm at right now. I'm in Menard Correctional Center, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Right now, at this point at this point in time I got seventy seventy what, seventy four years left. Uh-huh. Right now. But I'm trying to give them all that back. You know what I'm saying? God willing, I'll be, they go get all that back. It's a long story, but the courts, they, they don't know, they don't always do right. And when uh-huh. they do wrong, they give people an opportunity to get back. Uh-huh. So, so we're going to break that 74 all the way down. Okay. So I like, I would like to say, um, with you being locked up, do you feel like, it, it messed you up or it kind of helped you? No. It actually, it actually helped. It helped humble me. It helped me become a, a I feel like it helped me become a better individual. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because before this, before this experience, before this, before this journey in my life, I was hot-headed. I ain't, I ain't really, I, I, I really didn't have a care in the world. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. This helped me focus on on the things that really matter. It mm. sat me down and it let me it made me open up my eyes to to the things that I was taking for granted. It made me realize like don't take that stuff for granted no more. You know what I'm saying? Just you gotta be more focused on it's more it's more for me to focus on than just being out there in the streets, ripping and running, trying to find a, a, a dollar or two. Mm-hmm. So this this situation, this journey right here, like I tell I tell people all the time, man, I hate that it happened. I wish I could I wish I could make it happen. I wish something else could have happened. But this experience made me a better person right now today than what I was when it first happened. Mm. So when you when you get that chance to mind, you know, a do over, man, what would you do different? Differently, I yeah. would just, I would, I, I, I would just focus more on, on being the father to them kids that I got. Mm. I would focus more on trying to find, trying to find me a legit career. You know what I mean? I would focus more on, on putting my children in a better situation than what they're in right now. Mm. That'd be my main focus. I'm grown now. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a grown man. I know I've been saying, I've probably been saying that for years, but I am, I'm, my mind is grown now. Mm. You know, sometimes just because we're 18 or 21, we feel like we're grown, but we always ain't grown. Our mind frame still be in the adolescent stage. Now it's in the, my mind is in an adult stage. So to the point where I have to, I have to worry about this, the the offspring that I brought into this world and put them in a better position so they could be better off than I ever was. Mm. So how old was you when you had your first kid? Man, that's my 16-year-old self we were talking about again. Mm. <laughs> my oldest baby, 23 right now, bro. Damn. Yeah, I was young. Mm-mm-mm. I was young. So you know, um I'm thirty nine. Damn. Go ahead. Oh, you thirty nine? Thirty nine. My oldest twenty three. 
she just had a baby. I got a grandbaby now, so. So you, oh man. But it is. She waited though. I'm just glad she waited until she was 23. I could have been a young grandpa. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She could have did what she did when she was 16, and I'd have been a grandpa in what that my early 30s. Mm. Damn, you grandfather. Well, congratulations, bro. It all played out for the best. Yeah. So you know, um, man, you know, you know, we doing the podcast and shit, and um. You know, the victim parents and shit. Like, what would you, if they get to hear this, what would you like to say to them? To the, to the victim's parents, man, like, in all reality, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want that, that, that young man to pass away. Uh-huh. I really, in my heart and in my mind, at that point in time in my life, I feel like I had no choice but to do what I had to do in order to save me and somebody else that I love. Mm. And I know, don't nobody want to hear that it was either me or, or, or them, especially not the victim people. You know what I'm saying? But mm. I didn't want, I really didn't want that man to die. Mm. That's not something that I, I wanted to happen. Mm. But I feel like my hand was forced and I ain't had no choice but to protect me and my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know, um, yeah, man, that's crazy. So, look, man, how long you been gone, man? How long you been locked up? It's been six years so far. Damn, six years? Yeah, six years. So, do you do you have any stories that that you seen? And he was like, God damn, man. Or did you have some, some godly stories that, you know what I'm saying, that you like, man, man, God really working in my favor, bro. And, and you know what I'm saying? And you just came to a realization of that. Every, I, I wouldn't even call them stories because it's, it's truth, you know what I mean? So it's just, bro, before, like I say, God, everybody know God works in mysterious ways. If you don't know, I'm a living example that he works in mysterious ways. If God would have never set me down for this six years that he just set me down for, then I would be somewhere under the dirt, I feel like. Or I'll be in a situation where I don't have a second chance coming. Right mm-hmm. now, I got a second chance coming. And I feel like there's no way around the second chance. He God, God made things happen so that way he has set me up to better myself for when I get that second chance. Mm-hmm. So he works in mysterious ways. Sometimes we we never. Sometimes we don't understand it. Sometimes we never will understand why he does what he do. But mm-hmm. this plan has been set in stone since the beginning. He knew that this is what it was gonna take in order for me to get my mind right and get myself together and and, and grow up. Mm. Mm. So like I say, it ain't no story. This is it's. It's real life. Mm. Yeah. So you already know, man. Fiori been going up lately, man. The kids out there really, you know what I'm saying, they doing their thing, man. And it's fucked up and shit. So, you know, we trying to reach out to them, man. And um, can't nobody really pierce their skull like a motherfucker that's doing some time. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I wanted to yeah. talk to you because, you know, it's the family on a mission, man. We're trying to save the little you. 
it's the young little family members, man. And you know, so they won't be all hothead, end up in a situation like this. And, and I'll be telling them, like, man, you know, um, I, I heard a motherfucker say, a nigga asked them, how long did it take for him to get that much time? And he like, man, what you mean? How long? He said, man, when you look on your, on your, um, on your paperwork, it tells you, like, how long, what, what was going on? Like, a dude had a robbery. He said, man, you came in the, the building at seven o'clock. You say that, you know what I'm saying? And you was only there for like five minutes. So, you got five minutes. Five minutes got you life, man. And I be telling people that I'm like, damn, that's that's cold. Like, that's that's fucked up, cause. You know, in a in a quick second, like shit, like you was telling me, man, you were just chilling on the couch, chilling, just watching TV, chilling. What you doing? Then next, you know, you wrapped in up. All, in all shit. reality, in all reality, bro, it took me thirty seconds to get all this time that I got. That's why sometimes, that's why I say think before you react. You see what I'm saying? Because mm. if if in my situation, like I said, I feel like my hand was forced. I feel like I really, I really feel like I didn't have another choice. But after going to trial and and, and the judges and the, and the lawyers and, and state attorneys and all that stuff talking about some, well, you shot. Why didn't you do do a warning shot in the air? See, if I would have used my mind and thought about that, maybe that would have worked. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wouldn't. Have. You see what I'm saying? Maybe it wouldn't. Have. I don't know. But in my mind. I gave a warning when I showed you that I got this with me, and you still didn't do nothing. You 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 disregarded you disregarded what I had going on. Uh-huh. So that would make me feel like I really got to react now, especially once you charge. Now you charge, and I feel like I really have to do something about this. So split seconds, like you say, split seconds, man. These things just happen, and and and. and nanoseconds because it's something that 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 you could think of that you could use your mind frame real quick you might 30 seconds after you do it not even 30 seconds after you do it two three seconds after you do something you go you might regret it uh-huh. so it don't take long at all it don't take long at all that's why my thing is just to think if you use your mind and you think before you react then your reaction shouldn't come to the point where now you place putting yourself in a position to, oh, I gotta go to, I, I, I'm going to jail now. Because uh-huh. nine out of ten times, if you, if you, nine out of ten times, if you think about what you're gonna do before you do it, and you be like, and you can weigh the outcome of that, you ain't gonna do what you want. You ain't gonna do that. Uh-huh. You gonna figure out a certain another way to go about things. Uh-huh. But you know that's like. That's like the three second rule, you know. You gotta you gotta wait three seconds and overthink real quick. But you know, if you wasn't trained to think like that, that's why it's best to train yourself and not just reacting on actions. Like before you answer a question at an interview, any motherfucking thing. If you practice that, then you can humble yourself like that. You can kind of train. But some people just man, it gets react, bro. So. After that shit, yeah. so I'm gonna ask you a question, man. After that shit went down, did you like did you instantly feel a regret or did you say like man what the fuck? Like what was going through your mind then? It was more of a uh, of a of a what the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, man, 
What the fuck? Why? Why did they do that? Why would you try somebody that you see got a weapon on them? What the fuck is wrong with you? Is what's going through my mind. Uh-huh. You feel me? Like I don't know no person in their right state of mind, bro, that's gonna run up on the phone on somebody who got a weapon out. I really don't. Uh-huh. I, I don't understand it. Still to this day, I, I don't get it. I don't know if the, I don't know if the young man was out there high out his mind or what. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but things yeah. happen, and like I say, if I don't, I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want that to happen. If I could go back and, and change that and keep and keep the, how can I put it? If I could go back and change and change that one situation, but I could keep this experience in my mind and know what I've been through because of that situation, then I would. Huh. Uh. See, the nurse at my door, bro. Hold on real quick. Well, I ain't gonna say hold on. I'm I'm here with you, but I gotta give her my arm. Take all right, my go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, man. This is a fan mission podcast, and right now we on an exclusive interview. Say that again. Money making, Mitch. Yeah. 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 What you say, bro? Oh no, I was just I was just talking my shit while I was going. Why you doing your thing? Alright, you good? I can't hear you. You was going in and out. I say you you still good with your nurse? Yes, yeah, you. Hold on. That's Taking my blood pressure, man. Make sure I'm straight. All right, man. That's what's up. So, man, yeah, man. So, you know, we just trying to um. I wanna, I wanna wake these little kids up, man. But I don't even know how to wake them up, man. Like it's to the ones that wanna listen too. You know what I'm saying? And I, I understand that, like the ones that wanna listen and that's really out here, like bro, they feel like they ain't got no choice but to. You know what I'm saying? Be down. Right. But some motherfuckers do have a choice. And they'll choose that shit thinking everything cool. You know what I'm saying? Like like motherfuckers say, niggas ain't about that life until they get life. And then they be like, damn, man, this fucked up. And you ain't the only one in this situation that I know. Like, I know a lot of people in the situation. And I know a lot of people that's dead. They ain't coming back. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And... Sometimes I can't blame it on the, I can't blame it on the music. But you say what bro? You you just cut all the way out. I said I can't blame it on the music. But you know what inspired you? Who inspired you when you was young? Who inspired me? Yeah. I can't lie, man. It's just being out there in the streets, it was it was the streets, man. That, that fast life was inspiring to me. That's what it was. Uh. But this phone gonna hang up, man. The lady just got in my business told me I only got one minute left. You hear me? All right. Well, so shit, before man, the I... phone hang up, bro, you know I want to... I got gotta tell you, I love you, man. Keep your head up and keep doing what you're doing. Man. You know, I appreciate all the prayers. I, I appreciate all of that. Man, much love, much love, bro. You know what I'm saying? It was good to hear from you, man. And I appreciate you coming on the Thank podcast. Thank you for using Securus. Goodbye.
man. Yeah, what's up? This your boy Money G, man. That was an exclusive interview with Money Megan Mitch and um down there in Menard, Illinois. Yeah, right, that's in Illinois, right? In Menard. St. Louis, Illinois, one of them parts. But yeah, man, he locked up in a um, maximum penitentiary for murder. And um, I just want y'all kids to check him out, man, because that was my little homie and shit. And he gone, hopefully he come back, man. But man, shorty, man, y'all got to wake up, bro. I don't know how to get to y'all, but I'm trying. G-Staff.